0: hey chilies! i hope you're having a great week we have a really fun episode for you as per usual but before we get to that i want to mention we do have our patreon and we are posting things regularly there we just posted a game that we did with max barth that was really fun it was a quiz and you can play along if you want uh you can find our patreon at our instagram at Real Chills Podcast. Uh, Now to get into our guest for today. Her name is Lisa Van Arsdale. She's so funny and interesting. Uh, We talk about her visiting an African colony in the States, which was pretty amazing and all of the weird coincidences and spiritual and possibly paranormal things that happened to her. I hope you enjoy it. Real Chills with my guests. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. I'm so excited for our guest today. We have Lisa Van Arsdale. Lisa, how are you? I am great.
1: So happy to be here. Thanks for having me on, Meg.
0: Ah, I'm so excited. Your story is bonkers and and really fun, so I can't wait for you to tell it. But <laughs> before we get into it, I always ask our guests the same question, which is where do you stand on the paranormal? Do you see yourself as um like a true believer, you'll you'll buy anything or are you more of a skeptic?
1: I I wouldn't say that like I would buy anything, but I am notoriously open-minded.
0: notoriously Um, open-minded that's hilarious
1: maybe to a fault notoriously (laughs) open-minded i think there is an answer and a reason to things it might not always be what we think what one person might call god another might call a ghost or an alien right right um but i think that all of those things ebb and flow and that there's infinite possibility
0: yeah. So it sounds like you're of the thought that there's just, there's definitely more out there. There's yes. not nothing, but you're, you're just yeah. searching for the more. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I like the notorious where like people still kind of judge you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Like With this
1: story, I should absolutely be judged. So.
0: <laughs> Fair. I mean, I know you keep saying that because we've talked about your story, but I, I have to say, a lot of people feel like this is gonna make them sound crazy when they come on this podcast. So you're, <laughs> and I don't think any of them so far have been. So you're in a good group. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you want to get into your story? Absolutely. Um. So. My story isn't really ghost related. It's more spirits. So I'll make that disclaimer. And um, like we had said the other day, what I mean by spirit versus ghost is a ghost we think of as um, a person who was previously alive. And that's not what I'm referring to. I'm thinking of spirits that um, were not ever human. That's who I think I was interacting with in this story. I'll I'll just dive right in. I am working on a project where I'm visiting a ton of different religious and spiritual communities. And one that I visited recently is the Oyatunji African Village, which is in South Carolina. Something kind of unusual about this community is that they fancy themselves to be in Africa despite being in rural South Carolina. And if you didn't know where my pictures from there were from, you would assume that I was somewhere in Africa. Wow. It, It looks the part, it looks like West Africa. And the spirituality that they practice there is from the Yoruba tribe, which as a white person, I won't pretend to understand everything about it. But basically, it's the the spiritual tradition of the Yoruba people, who are now mostly in Nigeria. And um, it's a spirituality that would have been brought over on the ships with the enslaved people. And it would have been mixed with Catholicism and formed um, syncretistic spiritualities like voodoo and Santeria and Obia. So To understand what it is, think of things like voodoo, but like a completely pre-colonized OG version. Wow. So that's what these spirits are. And what made me want to go visit this community was I learned about them in college and the syncretism of voodoo and Yoruba and Catholicism and all of that. And my takeaway from the class was that these spirits who the people over in what is now Nigeria always knew fit the same descriptions as what the asshole slave owners right. would say about <laughs> the Catholic spirits about God and saints. So basically they were like, Hey, slaves, um, we're going to justify enslaving you by telling you about Jesus. So here's Jesus, here's Mary, here's Saint right. whoever. And they were like, oh, we have those people, but we call them X, Y, and Z. And the asshole white people like, no, call them Jesus and Mary, damn it. And they're like, okay, fine. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So I just thought that that was amazing that like these spirits are showing themselves to different people in different parts of the world with different names. It's like if I were at the grocery store with my mom, and someone knows her was there and says, "Hi, Diane." And I'm like, "No, her name is Mom." Like, <laughs> yeah. We're both right. right. We're both addressing her by the name that she's given us to call her. You know, like that's what I just thought that that was really amazing. So anyway, I went to go see these people, and I was staying in the Best Western, eight miles up the road, and commuting to Africa every day. Wow. Um, <laughs> for a weekend festival. And uh, when I first arrived, I was greeted by this lady and she was like, Diane, Diane from Key West. And I was like, no, I'm I'm not Diane uh, from Key West. Like, oh, well, you look and sound just like Diane from Key West. Your ancestors must really want you to be here. You're here for a reason. Um, And Diane, as we just learned, is my mother's name. So that was kind of eerie. And then. I met this guy named Dan, and I was not expecting to see another white person there that weekend. Right. So, obviously, people are just like, oh, you guys match, you talk together. Uh, um, sure. And so, I explained why I was there and he was there. He's like, yeah, I've been to several African nations that practice similar things. So I wanted to come check it out and compare and contrast. And I was like, wow, another person who's here on a solo trip, like just for the joy of it. Like that's crazy that there's two of us here at once, like for such a niche experience. And that night at the party, everyone's like, you know, dancing and everything. And we're just kind of, respectfully observing and the king they this is a monarchy they have a king he has multiple wives it's a whole thing he comes over to us and he says to dan how nice that on your first day in oyatunji you've already found a wife (laughs) it took me 20 years to find a wife he's lived there his whole life so that means he got married at 20. oh wow so that was fucking hilarious pardon my french so yeah i like got a a nice husband out of my little visit <laughs> and so he and i were kind of like partners the rest of the weekend just like okay we're both here we're both outsiders and we're both here alone so let's team up so we were peas in a pod the whole weekend and so the next day at on saturday at the festival we were shopping and everyone's making comments like, oh, there's the husband and wife, blah, blah, oh blah. And we're gosh. like, you're hilarious. Please stop. And we we were looking at things that we could buy. And there were these little black and red dolls that were being sold. And I asked what they were and they're like, oh, this is an Allegba doll. Alegba is one of their like lesser gods. They said, you would want to put this doll at a crossroads or the entrance to your house. And I said, well, what about like in my car? Because my car goes to lots of crossroads. Would that work? And they said, yeah, that's like perfect. And I said, "Okay, well, how much are these dolls? And the lady says, well, these ones are 13, but the ones with penises are 33. And I was like, pardon? (laughs) So then she like whips out the ones that look just like it, but have penises. And so naturally, I had to buy that one. Oh my um, gosh! And even though it was twenty dollars more, uh, Dan off op- Dan opted for the the budget friendly one that didn't have a peanut. This is a Legba. He's actually here in my car right now. Okay, That's so a Legba so schlong there.
0: It's okay to describe it. It looks. <laughs> I mean this in the most respectful way possible. It kind of looks like a gingerbread man with like puka shell eyes and nose. And his,
1: um yeah,
0: he has a pretty significant, like, I can see why it was worth 20 more dollars. It is member. a large yeah. member. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, Alec lives in my car now. He follows me to all of the crossroads. Um. So, that happened. And then this woman who we had met the night before was saying, Dave, Dave. And I was like, Dan, I think she means you. (laughs) And she did. And she asked us if we could watch her. She was a vendor at the event. She had this tent full of stuff that she was selling, you know, incense and fabric and clothes and everything. Um, She asked if we could watch it while she went to buy alcohol for the party that night. Nice. They were like, I guess. And there were not two people less qualified to sit sure. with her things, because <laughs> yeah. like people are asking us, oh, are these the beads for whatever? And we're like, we have no idea. um like, how much is this? Like, oh, we don't know. Nor would we want to collect money for it. But we we felt right. obligated to sit there, so we were just kind of trapped there. And of course, her going to buy alcohol lasted for like three hours. So it <gasps> was a rough time. 3 hours. Yeah, we were like taking turns to go get water cuz it's roasting out, you know. And yeah. we just look like these white assholes. Just sure. <laughs> selling things. Yeah, it was not a great situation, but while we were sitting there wasting our lives at her little tent, uh we were next to a shrine. There's shrines all throughout their property for the different lesser gods. And a woman came up and started doing this, like, not quite turking, twerking, but like she was like dropping it low in front of the shrine. And so I asked someone and they explained, oh, well, that's a legba's shrine. And a legba is all about fertility and sexual energy. So that's an appropriate thing to do for a legba if you're trying to get what you want. Got it. Okay. And- (laughs) Anyway, so we were stuck at her tent for several hours. The day goes on. We saw a baby goat get slaughtered that night. Oh, no. That was a rough time. I didn't hold up too well (laughs) um, in that situation. And, okay, I'm trying to decide, like, where to go from here. So, not at all surprising to learn that Dan and I got together yeah <laughs> sure okay um, it, it wasn't something that i saw coming at all i don't really do the white guy thing so like sure. it's beyond ironic <laughs> <laughs> in this scenario <laughs> like yeah. truly beyond ironic also what had happened was i was staying at the hotel where most of the people from the festival were staying it was all booked up by the time he called them. So he was at like the shit hotel next to it. Oh, and okay. he was saying how like, oh, we don't get free breakfast. My The air conditioner makes all this noise. It looks like someone got murdered in my room. And at mm-hmm. this point, we've we're, we're more or less trauma bonded from being mm-hmm. stuck in mm-hmm. this tent and then seeing a baby goat get slaughtered and like we're in Africa, but we're not yeah and I said like dude like you can stay in my room tonight because I I wouldn't want you to have to like stay in that shitty place environment want you to do that for me but he of course took that as like a hey let's do this yeah but like I was like well I'm already down the rabbit hole anyway fuck it (laughs) so that happens and then on Sunday, which was the final day of the festival, we went back and we're like both at the end of our ropes at this point. And there's this elderly man there and he is just like magnificent to look like. Like he looks like royalty and he's walking around with this younger man, just total hot shot. And he comes up to Dan. And is looking at Dan like he's some sort of angel. And he starts telling Dan like, I'm so glad you're here. You're supposed to be here. This is supposed to be happening. And I'm talking to the young man who's with him because I'm like invisible. This man does not even see me. Wow. And I'm saying to the younger gentleman who was his grandson, like, oh, you're a very patient grandson because he's trying to get his grandfather from point A to point B. So I say that like you're very patient and the grandson says, He's a portal. <laughs> and like <What>? rolls his <laughs> eyes and like, yeah, just, Like, like pop pops a portal and you just can't <laughs> get anywhere. Like, so. Pop pops like, a portal. What can we do? You
2: know? Old man. a uh, And
1: I'm so dying. Like, Very, very weird. And then um, Dan actually had to leave that day. He He had flown down. I was driving all over the place, visiting different places, but he had flown into Savannah for this. And oh, a few things you should know about Dan. So he was down from D.C. and other than everyone making comments about the fact that we were now married and that our ancestors brought us here to meet each other and so on and so forth. It was it was very interesting that I met him in general because he works for the government in some capacity that I don't really understand. But he has been in very intimate situations with the higher-ups in the Mormon church and in Scientology. Oh, so, geez. Which was like perfect conversation material for me as someone who's doing what I'm currently doing. Right. So that was like very interesting to hear about and how they like will subtly manipulate you to the point where like it becomes hard to speak up for yourself even if you're there in a position of power. Wow. And he's also gone to various places in Africa for work. And I don't really know what his work is, but I'm just like, wow, I wish I was you. Like right. you're a
0: badass, you know. Yeah and and yeah you got the fancy hotel i'm trying not to interrupt you but that's I, the part that's like also right? it's almost more fate right like they're like oh we're gonna do this because you're gonna be totally
1: yeah. totally and so it just seemed very star-crossed that i met him in general and then was there something else that i needed to say about him i don't think so so anyway so then he needs to leave and at this point it's like an emotional goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're so far down the rabbit hole together, you know? And we had already like agreed, like, you know what, Lisa, when you're driving North, stop in DC and we will talk for a very long time and process this experience. Oh, wow. Because we need to. Yeah, totally. And I had been planning to stop in DC on my way home anyway. I have a good friend who lives there and I was going to crash with her for a couple nights before heading further north. So that like worked out perfectly. So he leaves to go to the airport and I'm like just on autopilot mentally and emotionally after he leaves. And he gets to the airport and he's like, Lisa, I drove here in silence. And I feel like, I had to leave before the adventure was over, before the story ended. I wish that like we could come down from the cloud together. And he said something about like I feel like I've transcended the mortal plane of existence and entered another dimension. And I was like, man, do I know how you feel. Oh, what? So I I continue to be at Oyatunji that day, and I am just a hollow shell of a person sitting there, like did I marry this person? Like,
2: was was the king, right? Like, I don't want the king to be right.
1: I did not, like, sign up for this trip to meet men. (laughs) Right, right. I'm not in the headspace for that at all. And so I'm just, like, a mess. And they, like, you know, they're doing their tribal dances and there are guns firing, which I still don't understand. And they have a baby naming ceremony and all of this stuff. And eventually I'm like, I'm done. I need to go back to the hotel. I tap yeah. out at like 9 p.m. And the plan for me was to come back the following day on Monday, which would just be a normal day in Oyatenji. The festival's over um, to get like your normal tour. Because this is also a roadside attraction. Like anyone okay. can just rock up and be like, hey, I want a tour. And you pay 20 bucks and wow. they'll show you around. So I wanted to make sure I had that experience too. And they also advertised on the website having a reading done by their Baba Lau or, you know, whoever. And I wanted to have that experience. And so I went back the next day. I had gone down to Savannah to do some touristy stuff and then drove back up to have my tour and my reading. And I'm texting Dan throughout this, like, yeah, I'm back. They're gonna give me a reading and all of this stuff. And so I had my tour. And then I said I'd also like to have a reading done. And my tour guide was like, you would have thought she'd never heard of such a thing. She oh, was really? just like, Whoa. and I said, Yeah, like on the website, it says you can have a reading done with a babao. And she was like, Oh, well, he's not here. And then she's like, Is there anyone here who can do a reading? <laughs> what? And this lady. Is like, I can do it. And oddly, this woman was someone I didn't recognize. i I knew most faces at this point because it had been a weekend of sure. just breathtaking people watching for me. I'd met a lot of people and chatted with them, but I at the very least recognized almost everyone there. So it was odd that I didn't remember her right. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe she wasn't here. I don't know. I guess I'm gonna fork over a hundred bucks to her, though. <laughs> and so she, okay. she takes me into this like little room that I had not been in previously, and she does not exactly a tarot reading, but like equivalent to that for me. And she's saying like, "Well, we just had this big festival here this weekend. Were you here for any of it?" I said, "Yeah. I um, you might have seen me walking around with." A white guy. We were the only ones. We stuck out like sore thumbs. Yeah. You probably saw us. And she's like, no, I I didn't see you. (laughs) Okay. She's like, but I'm a shapeshifter. And I was in such high spirits this weekend that we wouldn't have recognized each other. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) okay. Have you ever felt emotions? Then do we have the podcast for you. Feel Feelings is a weekly podcast where comedians Danny Getz and George Bruderman sit down with some of the funniest, emotionally distraught people, i.e. comedians, they know, and talk feelings. Every Friday, hear very funny people reminisce on Ren and Stimpy, worry about the Wizard of Oz, and emote over their emo phase. Check out Feel Feelings with Danny and George, a show about feelings and the things that make you feel them. This might be sloppy storytelling, but after I left, I, when I eventually got home, I went through all of my videos and I did find videos of her present at the festival. so she was there I don't remember seeing her but I have evidence of her being there in that Uh, form yeah yeah in that form so she does my reading and what a what a journey that was at some point in there she just like made this create I can't make the noise but she made this wild noise and she was like Oh, that was a mermaid. I channel mermaids sometimes. Mermaids love you. Um, and she made reference to a man who I took the reference to be a guy who I had been struggling to get over um, Mm -hmm. leading right up to my time in Oya Tunji. And she told me, like, you need to get him out of your life. And I had already like been putting that plan into place. Mm -hmm. um she said you need to get him out of your life if you're ever going to be truly loved and I'm like well maybe I'm going to be truly loved by Dan I don't know (laughs) yeah um but uh she said a lot of really spot-on things about my mom and about my work and um my My friend, the same one who lives in D.C., her mother had passed on recently. And she said, have you been around death lately? And I said, yes. Uh, My friend's mother passed away this summer and I wasn't there when she died, but I was nearby. I saw her the day before. And she said, tell your friend that she needs to calm down with her addictions and that her mother doesn't want her to come to the other side yet. Wow. And that same friend had been um, indulging more than sure. usual to the point where I had noticed it. Yeah. So I had been thinking it, but wasn't going to say it. So to hear her say it was pretty crazy. Wow. Um, and um, she told me that I need to learn about my ancestors, that I should learn about crystals. She also said like, you should throw jelly beans out your car window. And I was like, "Um, can you elaborate? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And um, she said, yeah, so like when you're traveling, you should um, drop some jelly beans out of your car so that the evil spirits will stay and eat the jelly beans instead of following you. Ooh. Noted. So, um, <laughs> are there spirits following you?
0: Like, was she like, "I see them"?
1: Um, not really. Uh, I think that was more just a preventative thing. She also said that I should a be life docu- tip. Yeah, <laughs> pro tip. Um, she also said sure. that I should be documenting everything that I'm doing, and she didn't know that I was there to like learn a- It was being documented, right? And so that was a little eerie. And she asked if I had any questions, and I said, "Is there anything here about the gentleman that I was here with this weekend?" And she said, "Um, "Oshun did not come up in your cards. That's the god of love." Oh, which reminds me. So after the goat was slaughtered, Mm -hmm. I needed to take a walk. So we went Mm -hmm. for a little walk, and we had stopped in front of um, this shrine that was all lit up and really lovely and we were talking about like god and i shared like the whole spirits thing with um with the spirits of voodoo and europe and all of that stuff and we just had this nice little moment and in that moment i had been thinking i don't know if this is romantic or not yeah. and then he like, seduced me that night but it turns out that that was the temple of love
2: <laughs> okay and-
1: so we were loitering at the temple of sexual energy for several hours that afternoon and now we're loitering at the temple of love that'll do so it I, I guess the way the evening went it's no surprise <laughs> but so yeah she said all of those things and i'm trying to like do this in like an order that makes sense so then I'm like overwhelmed by things I'm like did I just like fall into a love story that I like in no way wanted to have bonkers
0: happen? what a yeah, weird long like, meet cute to have to tell yeah people. like
1: meet <laughs> bizarre yeah. um, and and just like also just massively overstimulated because I I've been commuting to and from Africa every day you know like sure. that'll be bad of you and, I've been on this super stimulating road trip in general and I've got more of it up ahead of me. And anyway, so like a few things to like point out at this point. I already mentioned Diane. They they asked me if I'm Diane when I got there. Diane is the name of my mother, as we know. Uh, The lady who left us in charge of her tent was named, uh, uh, she was calling Dan Dave by mistake. Dave is my father's name. <laughs> so um, we both bought the alegba dolls, and he bought the penisless one. So right. it's like we bought coinciding Fair. sexual energy dolls. <laughs> um, we had loitered in front of the the God of sexual energy. We had loitered in front of the God of love, not knowing that that was happening. And also, what I real oh. Another, I am being the worst storyteller. I no, apologize. this is great. Fine. So Dan had his moment with the elderly portal man. Yeah, and I had a moment with my card reader, where she like also assured me, like you are doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You are supposed to be here. You're nailing it. Like this is supposed to be a thing. Nice. So we both had. I had a shapeshifter. She he had a portal. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It is what it is. So there was that. And um <laughs> the one the one thing that really stirred me when I noticed it was they had said, Are you Diane from Key West? And I realized a few days after I left, I had just spent the summer living in Wildwood. I had a job in Wildwood for the summer and I was living in a hotel, and that hotel was called the Key West. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird so <laughs> in a sense i am in fact from kia from Kiwa. they were yeah, so close that's... they got your mom and yeah. where you were yeah <laughs> yeah like that would have been where i had most immediately lived prior to this trip so that was super eerie and anyway so like I'm continuing on my trip and continuing to communicate with Dan. And he's having a hard time back at work because he's just like, my brain is still in Africa. But I have to like function like I'm a ghost practically. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to go deal with other religious groups. (laughs) Right. Like I'm so overstimulated. And I was sleeping in a different bed nearly every night as I'm traveling around to the point where I'm like, not sure where I am when I wake up. (laughs) I'm so thrown off. And one night I was asleep in bed next to my oldest childhood friend. I was spending a night or two at her house. And I had a dream that I went into the room where the card reading happened and some sort of dark spirit followed me in and was like swallowing me up. And I was trying to get out and I couldn't. And I woke up with a charley horse and jumped out of the bed. Ah, uh, get those great. jelly beans, girls! Yes. <laughs> so, oh, that's the other bizarre thing. So, the jelly bean thing—I I completely forgot. Um, I keep candy in my car
2: really? at all
1: times. My—I don't know if you know this about me. My car is pink. I drive a oh, bright pink Subaru. That. It gets a lot of attention. And so something that I do, because I, I think it's nice to spread positivity and whimsy and have moments of connection is like, if I'm parked somewhere and someone says something about my car or like a little girl thinks it's Barbie's car or something, I I have gummies that are shaped like pink cars. They're a European. That's so candy. cute. And I <laughs> hand them out to people who stop to talk to me about my pink Your car. Your life
0: blows my mind. <laughs>
1: a cartoon character but so like while I don't drop jelly beans out of my car I do give out candy from my uh, car. little
0: pink cars yeah
1: yeah um so that was another eerie thing so I continue traveling and I'm having a hard time I see Dan I'm very very stressed that he's like not going to be into it anymore or he's going to realize how wildly out of my league he is <laughs> um Aww. And we meet up and, you know, we I spend the night and we have a really great time and I feel very at peace with everything. And we had already agreed that I would come back in a few weeks that we could, like, really talk about everything because this just was not enough time. Right. And. Yeah, he. So that I saw him. We we consummated yet again, you know. Okay. And then I I went on with my travels with the intention of coming back down to D.C. for Halloween and like I would get to party with my friend who lives there and I would see him and all would be wonderful. And we talk a few times as I continue to travel around and um, I finish my traveling and I get home. The plan had been for me to go down and see him and at some point he was like, you know, at least I really can't handle it right now. Aw. Um, and I was like, this fucker better not like leave he's gonna, me he's gonna... stranded here. Um, and I had been voicing that to him, how concerned I was. Like, I'm I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of bad experiences with men. So it's kind of yeah. a trauma response for me to like wait for them to just to
0: do this, d- yeah.
1: Disappear. And he had been assuring me like that's not going to happen. And so I had gotten home. It was the day before Halloween. Totally fine with not going down to D.C. for it. And he calls and he's like, hey, just wanted to see how you're doing. And we have this really good talk. And I'm feeling very assured and at peace. Like, see, Lisa, like, he's got you. Like, yeah, yeah, you can trust. Like, you have. Not, he is proving to you yet again that this is all OK. And he said to me, like, yeah, Lisa, I, I like... Like, I I feel like I have to distance myself from Oya Tunji just to, like, stay sane. Um, But, like, we will talk about this eventually. And, like, I just, I really want to be your friend through this. And I was, like, cool. Because <laughs> I'm not looking for a star-crossed lover right now. Yeah, yeah. And as long as you don't leave me up on the cloud. Like, yeah. he had said, like, I wish we could come down from the cloud together. Like as long as right. you don't leave me stranded on the cloud, we're good. Right. And I never heard from him again. No, he never, did you like reach out and he just never I responds? did. So I texted him a couple days later to be like, hey, I'm getting my Christmas card list together. Can I send you a Christmas card? And he doesn't oh. respond. And I don't notice because I'm Sending that text to so many people, you know, but I texted him about something else and I realized he didn't respond to that. And I was like, I think I did see a ghost, a ghost ghost. named Dan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so basically what happened from there was, I was like, okay, well, I need to make sure that I'm okay. And something I learned in therapy very early on was when you have things to say to someone that the value needs to be in knowing that you said them and not in their response or lack yeah. And so I wrote out everything that I was thinking and feeling about this situation, about how it felt like destiny that I met him in X, Y, and Z ways how hard it had been for me to trust him, how I had absolutely not wanted any of this to happen. Yeah. (laughs) But he was the one who initiated the intimacy and all like, I wrote it all out. I emailed it to him. And that night, something, I was at a show and I never look at my phone during shows. Something was telling me, Check to see if he's still on Facebook, Lisa. And his Facebook was gone. <gasps> so I'm like, he blocked me or I hallucinated all of this. <laughs> one or <laughs> no, the other. Because didn't. we have no mutual anyone's, you know, like. Right. No one has ever seen him, you know. Um, so I'm just like, I am either insane or he is a big old dick.
2: It's wow. Emery. And
1: neither is good. Um so I was sad for a long time and it really sucked. I I would have liked to have spent more time working on other things for this project but I had to spend it getting over that jarring experience. Oh. And I had a meeting planned with my producer for the show that I'm doing all of this for and I had to go into that meeting and be like, "Hey, I really wanted to show up here prepared to wow you." Yeah. Um, But instead, I have to tell you this ridiculously sad story so that you understand why I need to press pause. Just need a second. Yeah. And he was really great. He was like, Lisa, I I absolutely understand why you need to distance yourself from this a little bit. He listened to the whole thing like, what a champ. He said, I hope (laughs) that you're not feeling I hope you're not beating yourself up for being intimate with him in that situation, because I don't see how you could have not been like yeah. what, a, what a situation. And, it was and, such a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And he said exactly what I needed to hear. It made me feel really good. And then he was like, also, I think he disappeared because he's in the CIA.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, could be. One.
1: And basically, I mean, he lives in DC. He has yeah. a job that I don't know what it is. He's the other random white person who's there just for the fuck of it. Right. In, in pretend Africa. Right. He's been in these situations with other fringe groups that. Wow. Cause serious trouble in the world. He's been to Africa for things, for work. Mm-hmm. Um, and. <laughs> There was also this thing that happened on Saturday. There was this group there. There were so many different groups at this festival. And there was one that was holding a banner and chanting. um, And they asked us to like be in their picture. And we were like, sure. And then afterwards, Dan saw the banner. And it was apparently this radical separatist Nigerian group or something. And he was freaking out. Um, like I'd be freaking cannot... out too. I mean, we clearly don't look like we belong, right. right, yeah, but, um, he was like, we need to get those pictures deleted. And so I like talked to like the events photographer and was like, Hey, here's the situation. He works for the government. If you could just delete whatever pictures were in, we didn't know. I just don't want his career to be ruined or whatever. And he had gone online and like looked at what pictures had gone up and all sorts of stuff. But so he was freaked out about that. And oh. also, he had said like many times over, like, we should take lots of pictures because we're making memories, but we should not post any of them. Because you have pictures of Dan? I do.
0: Oh, wow. I'm not going to post
1: there. It it's fine. <laughs> um, but... I don't give a fuck at this point. <laughs> Let's but, expose um, Dan. <laughs> he, had, he had said, like, we shouldn't do that only because. An expectation that was set for us in visiting there was that we would dress appropriately. So we were both right. wearing traditional clothes for all of this that we had purchased there. We had been told what to purchase, right. what was appropriate. But it, if you don't know the situation, it looks like a bunch of white assholes who are dressing up. Sure, appropriating, I think is what people might assume. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, I understand why you would not, want that up because that's what it looks like it's not what it is we were you know doing what was asked of us um we were honoring their expectations but that is what it looks like so yeah all of those things also he had been exceedingly friendly while we were there he was mm-hmm. taking everyone's phone numbers he was networking like crazy whereas i was like i don't want to give these creepy men my number because if you weren't here, they'd be hitting on me because they were hitting on me before you got here. Right, And right. he's like, I'll just exchange contact info with everyone. So all of That's those so things weird. kind of make me wonder if he's not a person who gets sent to certain places to make sure that outside groups are not mistreating their people and also not militarizing.
0: That's pretty cool if that is his career, but wild nonetheless.
1: And it would also make sense why he disappeared into oblivion. Totally. Uh, Because that did not seem in line with his character at all.
2: Like, Hmm.
1: at all. Something strange that happened was then he popped up on Facebook again. What? And... For several days I texted my producer and was like dude I'm going nuts (laughs) because yeah he would be there and then two hours later he would be gone because like I would go to search something and then his name would come up and his picture would be there I'm like that means I'm not blocked and I click on it and we're still friends I'm like okay so either he has special Facebook privileges or he is just reactivating and deactivating he's the-
0: that's probably what it is he's constantly
1: yeah and he never uses Facebook to begin with so the only reason to be doing that would be if you're some sort of sketch fest wow so yeah all very very strange wow and just one little tidbit so she had said that I should um look into crystals and I spent the month of February house sitting For a family friend, they were away for the month. So I was there to like feed their cat and water their plants and everything. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, like, okay, Lisa, while you're in this house, you're going to be alone. You're going to have time to focus and feel right out everything that happened and get it out of your systems that you can move on from this. Mm -hmm. And the first day that I was there, this word kept popping into my head. The word is Alafia. And that's the word that the people in Oya use as like an opening greeting. So that's like uh-huh. their hi, hello type thing. They say, alafia. And Dan's like, alafia. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, I don't feel comfortable saying that. Right. You do you, man. Crush it. And That word keeps popping into my head and I don't know why. And then I go to the bathroom <clears throat> and I see that there is a um bottle of bubble bath called alafia oh wow (laughs) and you know you're in sad shape when you think like bubble bath is talking to you yeah (laughs) Uh, sure but I'm like oh my god I came here and like mission number one is to write all of this out of me and now bubble bath is saying hello is saying hello (laughs) 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 that's so awesome with that bubble bath to be like I'm here for it, like
2: <laughs> do you yeah
1: um, and the the lady the the lady who did my reading had said that I should learn about crystals, and something crazy happened where I was a guest on a podcast that was doing a bunch of giveaways, and I won a free session of crystal therapy, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> So that's perfect, that inadvertently happened. Um, but as far as the CIA thing goes, something interesting about cults and conspiracy theories in general is the reason people like conspiracy theories and want to latch onto them is because it gives a simple explanation for unanswerable questions mm-hmm. that makes you not just say well shit happens right and so if dan is in the cia it means that he's not a dick and i don't have to take it personally right that he treated me like horribly ghosted Um, you yeah yeah ghosted me um and i'll take it
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe he's in the CIA, full 100%. That's what it is. He, so this whole Dan
1: podcast is probably
0: going to end there. up. Yeah, like <laughs> deleted. He's going to yeah. find it.
1: Yeah, but he still exists on Facebook. Like I could look him up right now. We're friends. He never does anything.
0: That's crazy. I have so many what questions. <laughs> so, this group, do they believe they're in Africa or do they just live like they're in Africa?
1: Um, I mean to say that they believe they're in Africa would be to imply that they're all mentally unstable.
0: Yeah, I don't mean uh, any, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. And I,
1: I wouldn't want to do that because I actually have more respect for this group than most that I visited. Right. Um, I I think it's more of a like, have you ever been to Normandy? No. To the to the So when you when you go to the cemetery in Normandy, there's it's like explained to you, like this is considered American soil because these are all American soldiers Oh, right here. okay. So kind it of was that. Like, vibe. Oh, we're leaving France. We're back in America. All right. Like that they have signs there that are like, "You are now on sovereign land," and the people there will tell you, "Like, yeah, the police have no power here," which I doubt very much.
0: <laughs> That's a cool thought, though. But
1: they they fancy themselves to be sure. in America, would be the way I would put it
0: cool okay yeah I didn't mean anything by that and um what was this festival celebration of or what was what was it
2: for
1: it was one of their bigger festivals of the year from what I understand it's king's day so it's like a weekend long thing celebrating the original king who has passed and his son who is now the reigning king
0: whoa that's so exciting so does is this like a that means this doesn't happen as often it's not like a yearly thing or something it's that's
1: a yearly one that Um, one is a yearly one it seems like most of them are annual they've got something going on roughly every month a festival for whichever god or fun
0: that's really fun and what does keeping the doll like in the cross sections if like what's it supposed to is it supposed to help you like find um, a match
1: I I don't really know. I, I'm just doing what I was told would work. Um, I love that
0: you have a little travel buddy, for one. Yeah,
1: What what's funny is, so I also own a voodoo doll that I made in New Orleans on a voodoo tour. She's near and dear to me. And I took her on this massive road trip with me. Voodoo uh-huh. Lisa came with me. <laughs> voodoo a couple, Lisa. I know. I, I really sound nuts when I talk about her. No, it's so funny. So she just lived in my car through that whole trip. And when I purchased a legba, I, I put him in the car and was like, look, you have company. And then when I went back to my car to like change into my evening outfit before the goat got slaughtered and I'm overwhelmed and everything, oh, I boy. see that do Lisa's head has started to unravel. And I was oh. like, girl, I feel you. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. So much going on. So yeah. I, don't know if I just like fucked the shit out of her. While <laughs>
0: um, oh, you were gone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, with that dick or what. But that felt like a hell of a metaphor moment. <laughs> like, girl, I feel you. Like my head is <laughs> also. Coming undone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, this is incredible. And can you explain um what is a babalaw? Or I don't know if I'm saying that right. I yeah,
1: out. So I'm maybe not the best person to give this explanation, but so take it with a grain. It, it would be like a mystical person who has connections with the unknown.
0: Cool. That's really yeah. cool. Wow. <laughs>
1: wow. I met several Babalao while I was there, but apparently none were available when I. (laughs) And how long did you say you were there? Just like for a weekend? How many days? The festival was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then I came back on Monday as well. So a total of four days that I went there.
2: Yeah. Would
1: you go? It's a long time to be commuting to and from Africa.
0: Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. It's so interesting how, how there can be something like this, just like, you know, I work a really, I have the boring, like nine to five, you know, what, and I just imagine everybody has that life. So to know that even in America, there can be like a rich culture of other communities. It's so interesting to think about.
1: It, it was so fascinating to be in the middle of it because this place it's been around since I think the seventies and at in their heyday because you know who wasn't living on a commune in the 70s 70s, they had like a couple hundred people living there now it's more like a few dozen but they have these events where people who practice the same spirituality come from all over like there were whole congregations there yeah so that that was like just very different like to see because like I grew up going to church and like you might go on a trip with people you go to church to and that's what they're doing right it's a completely different category of worship you know yeah i'm just like astonished
0: like it just sounds like you've had like these experiences like one of these experiences would be enough for one person so like
1: you can imagine like what a mess i was by the time i got home <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i wonder though like is that because you're on a different like spiritual frequency or like even just like a different energy because it like I, like i wonder did you feel more connected after that or was it, it just different
1: Um it it um sorry if these me, no, it's, it's hard people would ask me about my trip and I'd be like oh I I, I just cannot even put it into words yet like right. my brain will fall out of my head if I try I I feel like I was put under a love hex oh of, that would make like, so much sense like this will not last but We're going to fuck with the two white people. That's what it seems. Or 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 give them a story, right? The king. The king and I are friends on Instagram. Nice. I don't even use Instagram. I love this. But I had said to him, like, hey, you had said that I was this guy's wife and I am feeling very, like, heartbroken and reeling from having known him. Do you have... Can you, like, explain what on earth you meant by that mm-hmm. and this guy could be like fool. He, he could be talking out his ass I don't know but he said like well I said it because you were surrounded by light and you seem to shine so bright Aww. and I said we shine so bright or I shine so bright he's like no you did and I'm like okay w- like was I shining bright Because of him, like, because that would be a little misogynistic. Like, oh, you have to marry this man because he makes you shine bright. Like, I'm not about that whole, like, you need a man to complete you thing. He said, Oh no, you are the one who is shining bright, beloved. Um, make no mistake, like, don't let anyone ever dim your light. Oh, that's
2: (laughs) so
0: that's so nice. Oh my god. Yeah. I want someone to say that about me. <laughs> well, that is like so much better than anything Dan has said so far.
1: I want to step it up. Yeah,
0: come on, Dan. <laughs> uh, oh my God.
1: He wow. already has five wives, though. So, like, yeah, he knows. Off he the market, market as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but, but if I'm on a higher frequency, maybe that's the light that's shining around me. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, would you, you I, I think I asked this, but I don't know if you, Um, did you say you would go back? Would you go back there?
1: If I had like the occasion for it, I mean, if it were a couple hours away, I am very sure I would have been back by now, but it's like right on the border of Georgia. Oh wow. In South Carolina. I am very open to the idea of going back someday if and when the time is right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: What, what time of year was this? Too was it? The summer? Cause you said it was really hot. It was very hot,
1: but it was actually the first few days of October. That but for there... me makes it feel more spooky. I don't know. I don't oh, know why. Spooky season. In October. Like, cause I told you that I drove home listening to your spooky podcast. Yeah. At the very <laughs> end
0: of everything.
1: So I, Knowing what I, I mean, know now,
0: that's so funny.
1: October. Oh, wow.
0: October. Yeah. Wow. I think something's up. I think there's something to a community matching the same energy and moving past whatever, like everyone else's is like, like, I think hearing this out of context and not getting to experience it i could see why you're hesitant to tell people because like there's a lot you got to buy into right portals shapeshifters but i think even just thinking about those things maybe they're saying it in a sense that we don't even understand like we can't even comprehend and i believe there's probably some truth to it to what they're doing and and
1: that's something that was so distressing about being there the whole time is because like you're an outsider. So you want to be polite and not commit any faux pas. Like you want to be the respectful white visitor, but you right. also want to like understand what's happening around you and you want to be documenting it, but respectfully, and is your right. phone going to die or run out of space? And like, what the hell is going on? It was yeah. pretty distressing. And so I think I would call it what Dan and I had a trauma bond like that sounds yeah. a little dramatic but he had said like you're the only person who knows what I'm talking about when I well
0: you also you know, have like, this background like not only I mean you have this weirder not weird this like deeper understanding of each other's like life's work right it's like me dating yes. a comic
2: you know exactly. <laughs> like, yeah like, we oh, also have so a like, trauma yeah.
0: bond totally. <laughs> and Dan, yeah. you know so um wow um that was incredible. Thank you so much for telling your story. I thanks for listening to me be batshit crazy. <laughs> no, I loved it. I think you should stop saying you're crazy. And if people don't believe you, that's because they're closed-minded. You should just say
2: <laughs> they're I'll take it. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're what is what was the word? They're notoriously closed-minded <laughs> if they don't believe. There we you. go. So <laughs> Um, yeah, I can't wait to air this episode Uh, for my listeners who will absolutely want to follow you and probably follow along for when, if that show ever um, comes
1: out, where can they find you? I have a website, lisavanarsdale.wordpress.com. And if they go there, they can read the very extensive version of this story, which is called out of Africa, and it's 21 separate blog entries. Amazing. So you'll, have to, you'll have to scroll a little bit, but it's called Out of Africa, and I've got lots of other stuff up there, too, so. Sounds yeah. good.
0: <laughs> yeah, go do it. Read the blog. Maybe you'll see. Is, is there a picture of Dan on the blog?
1: I decided to have integrity. Oh, more okay. inte- more integrity than he deserved, <laughs> I think. And no it's um, in I, the long I run Googled his face out of all of them. But there Thoughtful. are pictures of us up there. Cool. Just not his face. Cool. Well thank you so much. This was <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Megan.
0: <laughs> Real Chills is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Chuskaski. The show is edited by Dan Getz, theme music by Sam Williamson, and artwork by Buffy the Design Slayer. Subscribe where you get podcasts and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Real Chills Podcast. Slide into those DMs with your true scary stories. Real Chills Podcast is a member of the Wasted Robot Network. This has been a presentation
2: from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com/podcasts